everyone, and welcome back to In My Heart, a podcast truly about all the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. Carol Radziwell is a New York Times bestselling author, an Emmy award-winning journalist, a political activist, a beloved alum of reality television, a beauty consultant to Violet Gray, and now entrepreneur. Carol and her partner started Get Sex and Good to help women get comfortable with their personal needs and desires, keeping their sex drives up, and to get comfortable talking about sex. We'll also talk about some new fly wear and catch up on life and all its happenings as we do. Carol Raduel is in my heart. Welcome, Mama. Are you in the Berkshires? Yes, I'm in the Berkshires. I'm coming to the city tomorrow. Oh, good. Let's hang. I know. I need to see you, girl. All right. So I haven't seen you. I feel like it's almost been one of the longest stretches, but it really hasn't because Corona was a stretch. But Let's talk a little bit about what you've been doing. You know, fall's kicked in, but give us a wrap up on your summer. Oh my God, oh, oh my summer. What about? Because well, I know you had a road trip, so I want you to share that because I haven't really heard about it. Oh my yeah. God, I took the most amazing trip. I've been very lucky. I've been traveled. I've gone to so many amazing places, but I will tell you, I've never been out West in the way that I did this 10 day motorcycle road trip. We started in Sun Valley, rode to... Jackson Hole, yeah. stayed there two days, then rode through Wyoming up to Montana, back to Idaho. I mean, in the tiniest little biker towns, they weren't even towns. It was like you were just on the road and you'd come across some buildings like a bank, a gas station, a boarding house. And that was the whole town. And like a little school, you know, population like Jackson Hot Springs, population 27. It was right. It's not even on the the national census bureau, right? The town. (laughs) And uh, went with like a group of 20. I was on the back of a friend's motorbike with really cool chaps on. I don't know if anybody got to spy her Instagram on that trip, but you you look rad, Raziwell. It wasn't a fashion thing. I mean, although it looks fashiony, but they're actually, my dad was a biker, Harley, you know, guy his whole life. And so I come from, and I used to actually have my motorcycle license. So I come from a family of bikers. The chaps look like fashiony and cute, but they're actually serve a purpose. Cause if you got a bit fall off the bike, it really is the difference between really uh, hurting yourself and like burn scars and stuff and not. So, yeah. so, but yeah, you gotta I, look, be... I look super cute though, the whole time. Like, yeah, no, you were rad. I was like, where did she even get those leather chaps? Like, did you have those? I borrowed them from my girlfriend whose husband organized the whole thing. He's a biker his whole life. His son, Zach, has been a biker his whole life. He's 38 or something, and he's been riding his whole life. I rode on the back of his bike. And it was just, it was so great. And I can say, and any bikers out there, uh, that I uh, rode Bear Tooth Pass. And that is awesome because that is like anyone who's a real biker knows Bear Tooth Pass. And uh, it's uh, like almost 12 thousand feet in, at the top elevation. So you start off, it was June. So it was like 70 degrees, beautiful. As you go up, it, the temperature drops. And by the time we got to the top, it was hailing like snow. I mean, it was incredible. On a motorcycle. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> well, the was, chaps are good for heat too. They keep your legs yeah, yeah, warm. Yeah. No, we kind of bundled up because we kind of knew we were heading in that direction. It's just, Montana is just the most gorgeous state. I've been to, and I've been to so many and, and it was just beautiful. And it was just, just to be on the road and that freedom you feel, I mean, you've done so many great expeditions and stuff. So I know, you know, you know what that feels like. It was just, it was amazing. It was like exceeded any expectation I had, even the, sh- the shitty, tiny little motels we were staying in. I was loved it all. 
Yeah. Like I would have camped outside. Like if yeah. we had to, I was like, so there's something part. about the unbelievable beauty and simplicity. You know, we've gotten, I think, especially now, when you think about it, when you take a trip like that, that's a dynamic, beautiful, memorable lifetime trip anyway. Remember we went to, um, where did we go? Like glamping or something? Yeah, we went to Montana, mama. <laughs> this, the Montana I was in a Jew was different from them. Yes, we, of we course. We were at a fancy resort. But, but I, I remember buying all these like Western weird clothes for that trip, yes. which I never wore again. Never. How about the hats we got? Those really cool. Remember, did you yeah, bring that hat with you? I love I those hats. I wore that hat. I wore this. We went to Wyoming, Cody, Wyoming rodeo, which was incredible. And I don't know if you remember, I wore this like denim and lace long gown with cowboy boots. To the rodeo, we wore dresses to the rodeo. We were so, the fashion was just like, yeah, it was yeah. kind of So I, I got to reuse a lot of those costumes, you know, that you Yay! would never wear anywhere else. So it was totally, just- totally. I get to wear some of the out West stuff that I use and some of it I had, cause you know, I'm a little bit of a cowgirl anyway. I was able to, I use it in the Berkshires, you know, more yeah, than well, definitely you'd be able to get to use it in New York city. I'm having the worst menopause right now, Carol, my estrogen is low and I, I can't complete sentences. Oh, it's the brain, brain fog is crazy. Yeah. So we're going to get into that. Cause I want to talk to you about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm managing my estrogen. I'm getting more from the hormones, but, um, I lost my train of thought about the rodeo in Montana and out West, but bottom line anyway, is I'm so I glad showed up, I showed up in the uh, rodeo this time with that outfit on it. Literally people were like, Exactly. Because everyone else is. Well, when you show up like that and you're, see, I mean, when I think about the fashion from the show, it it was fun for a while, but like it's gotten so, for me, I think it's kind of gotten crazy. Like they're dressing up in like Louis Vuitton to sit in each other's living rooms. It's like silly. But I I thought it was really fun being at a rodeo to dress as pretty prairie girls and, you know, have the cameras behind you. It like it made sense. You know what I mean? And I love, you love those prairie florally dresses. You upped the game. It was still my style. I remember for, for that, for that trip, because it was yeah. so specific. It was so Western. Yeah. You know? yeah. I brought what I had. I brought my cowboys and my cowboy boots and stuff like that, but it was really fun. I mean, speaking of housewives, I have to say, I really wasn't going to segue it, but I have to segue it because it just was so funny. I just, in, in the nature of how things have changed, that's really what it is. It's like when we think back to the show then, and then I think of what my experience was now. And then we talked about it. And I actually was on a podcast recently and I mentioned how I called you in the car on the way home because I was so, you were the first phone call, of course, that I would make because I was so um, in foreign territory. It felt nothing about it felt familiar. And so it was like kind of the first person that I called was you. And the headline was like secret conversation with Carol Radzewell and Heather Thompson after filming. (laughs) And we gotta be careful. Remember what happened last year when we did well, the podcast? And bring, bring, exactly what happened, what I said would happen would happen, right? They took out snippets of our conversation and not not the press. Let's be clear, this is not press. We're not talking right. to press. This is my podcast. <laughs> Your podcast. What is it like the blog, the housewife blogosphere? They pull out all this bull crap and yeah it's called taking something out of context is what it's called and making it a sensational headline it's gonna happen again it's gonna happen again but you were right i mean not only did you predict it but you nailed it like it was so incredible which actually brought me to the realization which i feel like we talked about maybe like a few months ago or something when i realized when i called you and said 
why did you let me do that? Like, why didn't you hold me and tie me back? And you, but what we remembered, which was interesting was when I left the show, you still had all those, you had three more seasons or even maybe four, I can't remember. So you didn't realize how much it had changed since I had been there, like until I was finished. And they're like, no, but didn't you know, they started to do that. I'm like, no, they didn't do that when I was on the show. Like, oh yeah. Like you started to remember that I was distant even more than you were. And you were like, you know what? You're right. I should have been stronger and harder with you, but I probably wouldn't have listened anyway. I know. I think it was wanted to, you wanted to do it. And, and, uh, and, uh, I mean, you kind of wanted to do it, but there was, I wanted to do the right thing. You wanted to, yeah. And, uh, I was very against it. I, I am upset with myself that I didn't really, I guess I didn't tell you enough how much, not only the show had changed, but um, from what I knew about the casting and all that, that it wasn't probably going to be um, good for you. And also I knew that production was setting you up anyway. So yeah. and I really in my heart knew that. And I don't know if I, that really came across, but they did. They, they knew. What oh, hell happen. yeah, they did. Oh my God. It was so crazy. And I never forget when you said, you said, well, I don't know. I got to Ramona's and I was waiting in the car for like two hours. I thought, oh my God, that's yeah, like and- a classic um, technique that they used to do that staggered arrival thing where, you know, of course they wanted to keep you two hours, you know, they were filming for two hours t- talking a bunch of nonsense about yeah. you. Yeah. Totally. And usually back in the day when I was on the show, a producer would get in the car with you and say, okay, they're talking like, you know, your podcast came up. They're going to, you know, just see like it's, it wasn't, you weren't totally ambushed and blindsided. Like it was a, it was an ensemble cast, which was like totally missing. Like they'd say, ask Sonia what happened last night at dinner with her and Carol or something like that's how the producers would egg you on or something. So then you could use that your own way. I could go straight up and say to Sonia, what happened to Carol? Or I could go, so what's going on? How you been? Like, what'd you do last? night like or I could not ask her at all I could send her a text to say production wants to ask me at you about last night do you feel like talking about it yeah. like you had yeah. different ways to play it this you were just like totally I, uh, you know taken off guard I hadn't seen the show in in the year since I'd left but I knew what it was like and you see a lot on social media so I was familiar with the casting and stuff but I did watch the episodes I did watch the episodes that you were in Filming it was one thing, but then waiting for the edit. I mean, it was like even worse than I could have ever imagined. Even it was was worse than I, even I thought that they would do to you. I I get it now because the ratings are in free fall and they're looking at the ratings and their, their demo is like in no way, you know, under half a million. And, you know, the demo is what Bravo cares about. So, so I get why they had to do that, but like, well, that's the show, right. And I always keep trying to make the show better or be better than the, you know what I mean? And I always fall into that trap, but you know, the interesting thing is, is that, you know, I, I had regrets for going back because what I recognize is you can never go back. You know what I mean? Nothing ever stays the same. And I know that, but I wasn't necessarily trying to do the same thing. I was trying to lean into something new. So I don't necessarily. I was surprised that the extent to which the women who you did not know, uh, Leah and Ebony, leaned into this idea that they knew you because they're students of the show. And I was just like, where did that come from? Like talking about you and to you as though they knew you and like someone like Luann who actually did know you and you had a friendship for many years did know you, but it was like, they leveled the playing field where suddenly it's like, 
And I was at such a disadvantage because I did no research and I wanted to like meet everybody new. I had only met, you know, that Leah for a second and Ebony was brand new and I didn't know anything about her. I knew that the only thing that I did know about her is that she worked for Puff at his television station. That's all I knew, but I didn't know anything about her because I wanted to learn it on the show. But then I'm like an idiot trying to explain to her to make her feel comfortable that I was an ally. And it made me look like, you know, a classic, you know, I mean, not only did I come close to, but the way the edit was, is I basically said, I know black people. So I understand the black know me, know me. So I have to just lean on that. Signaling on that, on that episode. <laughs> what I like to use the platform for, and what I like to talk to you about is the things that people that really matter to people. And yeah. that is right now we're talking about women's health and women's sex health. And, you know, I, it's absolutely not talked about enough. If you and I were on the show together, we would have had 16 conversations about menopause by now, exactly. you know, really useful information for people out there. And so that's what, that's what this podcast is about. And that's why I'm really excited to talk to you about your new business. So when you started sex and good, it, it literally came out of a need. So let's talk about what made you decide that this is what you needed to do. And we're going to use your platform to help people. Cause that's really what it's about. It's a service. Yes, but it's a service that people need and there's not a lot out there about it. Honestly, it started during probably during the pandemic. I was just spending time with a girlfriend of mine who is, uh, she was a former trader at JP Morgan, a real businesswoman, a real entrepreneur, not like me at all. Like I'm a, what I call a reluctant entrepreneur because I'm uh, a reluctant capitalist. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. It co- it only costs this much. You're charging this much. Like, I'm yes. just like, you have to counter it all these other costs, like marketing and everything in your time. And I, I'll help you with your P and L. So that's on my background, but we, we decided we we're like, we need to, she had just gone through a divorce and we said, you know, there should be a pill or something that you take like a breakup pill, right? There's a supplement for everything, but there's not really a supplement for that. And it's sort of like to suppress your oxytocin, which I think I talked about oxytocin on Roni a bunch. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was edited out. I don't know. But like the bonding hormone that mm-hmm. when you have uh, sex with a, a man or sex with anyone, a partner, you form for females more than men, your system is flooded with oxytocin and that forms the bond, right? That people uh, mistake sometimes for love, love. <laughs> lust or whatever. It's, it's, yeah. it's soulmate. It's your hormones. So we were like, we should come up with a supplement that suppresses oxytocin. Well, it turns out the body is miraculous and very complicated and you can't really actually do that. <laughs> we, Damn. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. That's the beauty of, uh, how do you how mend a broken heart? <laughs> I want to take a pill, <laughs> please. That would be amazing. So that sort of morphed into this idea about a sexual wellness company that focused on women's uh, sexual health, sort of in this like post baby making years, because I feel like as someone who's never had a child, I know a lot about pregnancy. Yes, I do. Like there's a lot of information about the female body as it relates to childbearing years, pregnancy, post-pregnancy, but then it kind of drops off. You hear anything about perimenopause and the luteal phase of menopause and then menopause in the fifties and and post, not really. Everyone's like, it's just considered aging. It's just what happens, right? Like you lose your sex drive. You, you know, you have like, you know, brain fog and you're just like, don't have as much energy. You certainly don't have as much 
libido and all, but it's really, it's not aging, it's hormones. It's the decrease of estrogen in your body. You know what? It's also a sign of aging, inability to get and maintain erections, right? That's a sign of aging. Mm-hmm. Baldness. Those are taken care of, right? You can take a pill for the, the erections. You could take serums and with mm-hmm. pills for transplants and stuff for your hair. Yep. All fixed for, for men, yes. whereas you don't see that kind of attention uh, towards women's sexual health. And, and that's a big part of aging. And, not, and, and estrogen is obviously a big part of that. It's yeah. a lubricant, right? It, it lubricates during sex, but it also lubricates your brain, right? There is cardiac effects, you know, the, the loss of that estrogen and osteoporosis, right? There's a right. lot. Of, you can't right. just have your hormones like be up here and then they plummet, right? Over the course of, you know, seven or eight or nine years, right? They just slowly go down to nothing. So I just thought, I don't know why. I mean, I was just sort of, maybe because I have a journalist background, I was just always kind of investigating and curious about what was happening with my body. And we realized we sort of like a lot of women don't talk about it. A lot of women don't understand it. A lot of women just think, well, this is aging. I'm not going to be attracted to, you know, it's not like guys are like so great at sex that you're just dying to have it all the time. But it's like, so you really have to like keep your hormone levels up, right? You have to like be healthy. You have to have omega-3 foundation. You have to have good foundation. So we decided to come up with these supplements. And, and for me, it's like, you know, in your mid fifties, you, you know, you're, I'm past the point of supplements. Like I'm just full medical grade estrogen and estrogen and right. But, but there's a period between like 38 and 55 or 40, yeah. 55, where supplements are really going to impact how you feel on a day-to-day basis and also sexually. So we wanted to sort of, for me, it's like more of the education part for my partner in the business. She's the business person. And yeah. me, I'm just like, we need to educate. We need to educate. We need, you know, right. it's like and you I probably help figure out the products too, the development, like finding the holes in the market of what you need yeah, to add I to mean, the collection. We have like an OM, it's an OMG formula and OMG is basically maca and horny goat weed and a couple of the proprietary ingredients. And it jacks up your libido. That's what it does, you know? But it's also like some women take it like in the morning because it gives you that energy, right? That's right. That's you take right. it before a workout. It gives you energy. Then we also have a probiotic. We have a, a, you know, an omega-3, which is the foundation building blocks for any healthy immune system and hormonal system. So yeah, we just started doing it. And we're, you know, we're still in the beginning, beginning phases. And it's No, exciting. it's exciting though. Well, you know, I'm in the supplement space and you know, I'm in the nutrition world. And you know, the one thing about aging that they don't talk about, and especially, you know, men and women both, honestly, because testosterone is an issue also as men age. And, you know, yeah, like you said, like there's, you know, commercial about, you know, erection and erectile dysfunction and all that kind of stuff. But I was perimenopausal. So my mom was too. And so that's a little bit of a DNA thing. Apparently I, you know, I don't know well, as, as much even as I should about it. Perimenopausal, you just begun. So people like I had dinner with a girlfriend last night and she didn't know what's going on with her. 
She was like, you know, she's like, I think I'm starting to like, my periods are starting to become erratic. She's like, but I'm so foggy. And I da, 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 da. And I was like, well, we have, you had your hormone levels checked. And she's like, what? Like no OB, like a lot of OBGYNs are not talking about it. You know what I mean? And then there's also a few different ways to get hormone therapy. So you, you know, more than I do, but I know a lot what you've taught me and then my own experience. So you can get bioidentical hormones, which is where the doctor takes your blood and looks at your testosterone levels and your estrogen levels. And they match. That I've been on. That's what I use too. And they match. And by the way, ladies, it's the best beauty. Pro- I'm always asked about my beauty products. Estrogen is the best beauty cream you're ever going to buy. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you sure it's great to put creams and serums on your face, but it's the estrogen. Ask any doctor, doesn't that yep. OBGYN, dermatologist, your internist, your even me, your health coach, you know, as you age, your estrogen, your elastin, your collagen, they all start to diminish. And you've named it at the 38. You start to lose or in your mid thirties, you start to lose es- elastin and, and collagen production and estrogen changes and testosterone and men and women have it too, by the way, change. Like you might not have a a sex drive because you have no testosterone in your system right now. So the doctor will check that. And there's a couple ways you can get the delivery system that I know of right now. One is bioidentical. It's not covered by most insurances or any that I know of. And you have to pay out of pocket. It costs about 50 bucks and it lasts a couple months. I have drops that I put on my wrist. Carol, you use a syringe, right? And put it on your wrist. cream. A like cream. A, a, it is the cream. It comes in like a syringe just because so you can you know, the four units, like four yeah. units, four little yeah. millimeters or whatever it is. The other way to do it is you could put a patch on. You put a patch on your body and you wear it all the time and you have to move the patch to different. I don't love the patch. And the thing about the patch. You have to ask your doctor though and make them explain it all. And some doctors don't do bioidentical hormones. So I switched OBGYNs because mine only really did the patch. And the patch is a generic delivery of estrogen and a generic delivery of testosterone and everything else that's in there, right? So it's kind of like a one size fits all. And it works for a lot of people. It makes them feel better. Uh, I wanted bioidentical. I wanted exactly what I needed. The third way I know about is a pellet in the tush, which is like Star Trek style. They kind of put a pellet in your butt and you have to go get it uh, replaced placed every three months or so. And what I've heard some of the, uh, a lot of people love that. Some of the drawbacks I've heard about that is a having to go get a pellet in your tissue, but also I, and I don't know if this is true or not. So you have to test it, but apparently I think I heard that the dose is a lot more concentrated at the beginning when the pellet goes in. And then as it melts down, it could potentially not be, you know, the same. So those are the three delivery systems of hormones that I know of for women. Did I miss anything? Um, No, I mean, I've been doing bioidenticals for 10 years. The thing is you, it's really, that's why I'm sort of like like, uh, not supportive of the patch. You really have to, if you're going to enter into this world of hormones and whether it's bioidentical or that you really have to be consistent. It's like with anything, it's consistent, 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 and you you have to get your blood work done and it really should be tailored to your specific blood work, what you're missing. Like I don't, I used to take a little testosterone. Now I don't take it anymore because I don't need it. Exactly. Um, So, but I'm always kind of checking your levels, checking in to see where I am. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. As a health coach, I recognize that when it comes to healthy eating, taking that first step, 
can be the most important step you take. It's why I created Beyond Fresh whole food, plant-based superfood powders, chews, and supplements we source through organic farmers from around the world. And we make it right here at home with the very best developers to create delicious formulations to help you start feeling your best. Get your gut health in check with our mouth-watering apple cider vinegar, a delicious drink you can look forward to that supports a balanced gut flora. Or take your candy the way Mother Nature intended and try our soft and delicious fruit and veggie chews. They'll tackle any sweet tooth and are packed with 12 organic fruits and vegetables, probiotics, fiber, and a powerful dose of antioxidants in each satisfying chew. Today's the perfect time to plan your fresh start with Beyond Fresh. It's simple, delicious, and affordable. Go to beyondfresh.com and sign up for my mailing list and get started today. You can type in the code HEART in all caps at checkout to receive 20% off your total order. That's beyondfresh.com and use the code HEART in all caps at checkout for 20% off your order. And don't forget to sign up for my mailing list to receive my newsletters and advance notice on my retreats, tips, and offers. We're here for you. Now back to my show. Carol, by the way, taught me everything I knew before I went to my doctor. I had a best girlfriend to talk to. And so I implore you girls to talk together, but here we are sharing with you. So you have to check the blood every now and then, and you have to check on yourself. Like what happens when you don't have estrogen is there's some classic signs, brain fog. You can't form a sentence. You can't think anymore. You just can't put your head together. Lack of sleep, night sweats, depression, Yes. You know, in that depression where you feel like in that cave, like alone, like hovered down and alone, like nobody really likes you or cares. It's like a very lonely depression. And I know because I'm not someone, thank God, that suffers from depression. So when I got it from the lack of estrogen that I didn't realize it was happening, I thought it was just Corona and I thought it was the change of season and I kept chalking it up and I realized Heather, you're not in tune enough. You don't know enough about the symptoms, know the symptoms. And so I went and had my blood drawn and sure enough, I didn't have enough estrogen in my, my bioidentical hormone. My doctor had to change it and up my estrogen. And within four days of that estrogen, I could immediately start to feel the change. And my brain fog started to get better. I was scary depressed. Like I remember remember having a conversation with you and I said, you need to check your hormones. I've been doing this so long. I'm so attuned. Like I know immediately if my estrogen levels have dropped because I get headaches. I get this. That's another, another one. I forgot the headache. I don't even need to get my blood. Like I know almost immediately I'm like, okay, we, I need to adjust. And, uh, you know, I always check in with my functional medicine doctor and she's amazing. She's in LA, but yeah, I think a lot of women are unaware of what's happening in their body. I mean, let's be honest. We don't even, we don't even call uh, like we have a supplement called down there care. And it's like, it's for like yeast infections and all that stuff. But it's like the yep. fact that we call it down there care. It's just like, just another example of how it's hard for women to talk about their vagina, but we don't even say it right because it's not even like your vagina you're talking about because your vagina is what's inside. It's your yeah. vulva. What's out? Like, we don't even know. Like a lot right. of people will say, why are you saying it's your vulva, right? Your vulva is everything on the outside. Your vagina is on the inside. Do people know that? No, I don't think so. I think they no, just- No, very simple stuff. Yeah, because we keep move it away and we make nicknames for the, you know, when I was growing up, we called it our doobie. What the hell, where that, did that come from? Wow. And then I was watching Sesame Street and the Doobie <laughs> Brothers came on and I like fell out on the floor. I thought it was the funniest thing. Isn't a doobie another name for a uh, joint? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Maybe that's where it came from. It is. I got to ask my mother where we got it from, but that's what we called it. 
I could didn't even call it. I, I, and then I made sure I called Ella's her vagina and Jax's is penis. Like we, I remember being an early mother, young mother. And like, what do we tell them? Like, well, just use the real words. You know, I mean, this was 2004. But even like you wouldn't call you, you know, your vagina is everything on the inside. Yeah. Your vulva is everything on the outside, your outer right. labias, the clit, and right below that, your, your urethra and everything. That's the vulva. Right. Inside is the vaginal canal and the vagina, what they refer to as, but we all just call it the vagina because who cares, right? It's not, we're not even allowed to like call it actually really what it is. But, I mean, well, we'll call it, we're going to, are we talking vulva or vagina right now? <laughs> Let's talk condoms. <laughs> yeah. You know, a part of this company, because I was focused on the education part of it, I thought that we should produce condoms for a bunch of reasons. And Robin, my business partner and sex and good had gotten divorced and was dating. And so she went to buy condoms, right? And she's 42. She's a grown up. She was embarrassed to buy condoms and you go there and it's like Magnum, XL, Trojan, you know, all this. And it's clearly marketed towards men for men. So I thought, you know what, there's not, we need to market condoms for, for girls. And, and, and I always say, it reminds me, it reminds, because you see on social media and Ella's too young, thank God. But like, there's a lot of women, young women being, uh, you know, what, what you might consider provocative on social media. And they're mm-hmm. all like hashtagging, you know, sex positivity, which I'm yeah. all for uh, yeah. hashtag female empowerment, hashtag, you know, sex, like a man, like we can all have sex, like men, whatever that is like, who wants that anyway, but with that comes the responsibility. And I always think that's great that they feel empowered to, to be sexual as men have in the past, but are they, are they going the next step? And like with that, with that power comes responsibility. That's and right. um, so we, I want to try to normalize this, this, this conversation around condoms and buying condoms and using condoms and being the one to pull out a condom and, and, and not feel like I always use the example. This is, yeah, you know, I, I grew up, I'm a child of this, you know, seventies and eighties. So, so Saturday night fever was like, you know, still to everything. This- Everything. And remember Donna, the girl who's in love with the John Travolta character, come, wants to have sex with them, comes to the nightclub and she hands, she has a handful of condoms and she's like, I'm, I look, look, I brought the, I brought the condoms. And he looked at her with such disgust. And he was mm-hmm. like, basically, I think may have called, I don't think he said slot, but that, that, you know, connotation of uh, that, yes, that yes, you're bringing, easy, you're, you're an easy girl easy and, and, and thirsty. A yes. real whore yes. comes with her own condoms. Yes. It comes with her own condoms. And I just, it obviously imprinted on me because here's but 30 years later, I'm still yeah. <laughs> talking about <laughs> Donna, <laughs> poor Donna. And I think that's not okay. You know, it's not okay. not okay. So we may, you know, it's funny because there's a couple things that I learned. Condoms are medical devices. So you need to be licensed in order to produce them and sell them, mm-hmm. which I thought was like, Interesting. Um, yep. There's only like four companies in the world that make condoms. So the condoms that you see out there are all made basically by the same companies. Wow. Uh, sure, men use them, but they go inside you, right? So yes. So, so the condom we ended up producing is uh, has is non toxic, vegan. There's no animal casing. You know this. So it was a little more sensitive to the vagina. And it's also packaged in like very you know white and black and kind of chic. You know. Yeah cheek packaging that makes it okay almost to buy it and put it in your, you know, your fake Chanel bag or whatever you're carrying for the day. 
<laughs> and it's perfectly okay, ladies, to pull out a condom. Women don't do that. And it's unbelievable. My, my ship has sailed on that. You know what I mean? And now Ella's, you know, coming to age soon. I mean, she's only 14, but like, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen with Jax and we have to have these conversations. I figure maybe things have changed, but you can't assume anything because it, it doesn't change. A lot of things stay the same. And especially these uncomfortable conversations. I don't find it uncomfortable, but people find it so uncomfortable because we've been trained and conditioned. I would imagine, you know, I never had these discussions with my mom. I assume that it is still sort of like a difficult conversation, especially the buying condoms, giving your daughter condoms, making it okay for her to say to her boyfriend, we need to use condoms. Here's a condom. I kind of feel like that conversation needs to be normalized. We're up here in the Berkshires right now, and uh, the kids are going to regional high school up here, and it's a big amount of kids. I'm so used to small, tiny little groups, and I think of the impact now. I've changed my thought process on the impact that you can have at teenagers at this young age looking at these big schools with all these numbers. And I'm thinking you guys maybe need to do like a, a, like a high school tour with the company because you, people look up to you. You're hip, you're rad, man. You're razzy. And these girls would look up to you and talk about this and have a, a, yeah, you know, in high school. I was looking on social media. I saw a picture and it was really provocative, but very striking photo. Maybe it was on TikTok, although I'm not really on TikTok, but I'm getting on TikTok of this guy called Little Nas. I think Little Nas and then there's an X. Right. Okay. He's a rapper. I don't think I know him. Oh, I'm so, so, okay. That makes me feel better because I had no idea who it was. <laughs> Apparently he's huge. Okay. But anyway, so there's a rapper okay, and he so saw his thing. It's hugely popular. And I saw him, his photo of him that went viral, probably in some sort of collaboration with Durex, which is another condom brand. And he, there's a picture of him and he's ripping open a condom. Now it turns out, I didn't know this. I did some Googling, as we used to call research, but now it's just Googling. Uh, And he's a very famous rapper who also happens to be gay. So he was doing this like public service announcement, right? Okay. Uh huh. Um, And I was just struck by that photo. And I called Robin, my partner in Sex and Good, and I thought that we need to do this. Um, So we just actually just got off the phone with two organizations in Texas. Because, you know, obviously the Texas law that was uh, passed in May, it's it's May, it was that long ago, basically banning abortion weighed on my mind. And I thought, how can we help in a way that makes an impact? So we decided we're going to partner with these two organizations down there. One's called Jane's Due Process. Jane's Due Process works with teenagers, high school girls and college girls to get them abortion uh, services, but contraception and education. And and we're going to hopefully, and maybe you can help us with this. I want to do a campaign where we, we have women in that same photo, but ripping open condoms, like, right. Yes. So like a PSA, like they're just the photo. And then, you know how they do those uh, campaigns, uh, hashtag condom campaign, right. And you post the picture and then you tag three friends and then they post it and so on. And so and hundred percent of the profits from the sale of the condoms will go to these two organizations. Right. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I'm not, we're, we're work. It's like in the beginning process of it. So we're still working out the details. I don't never done a campaign like that. I mean, I've participated and I've been asked to do sure. campaigns. Yeah. I've done. 
So I, I might have to pick your brain, maybe. Please you know, do. I, I'll be on your honorary board of directors for it. I love it because, you know, I did vote, rock the vote with Puff and I've done a bunch of campaigns like that. So I, I, I it's, you're already doing what I, what I wanted you to do. And so we can even take it one step further down the road and I would lean in and help with the education. So I, I, I think it's like we so need important what you're doing. Young, young girl, younger girls, yes. younger influencers. Yes. Like I know a lot of people, some well-known people, but they're, you know, it's all like in the mid forties to mid fifties range. We're all right. like, it's not like post condoms because you could, you should still use condoms to prevent STDs, which I right. t- apparently they're called STI. I'm so old that I still call them STDs. They're called. They've STDs. recently changed. Okay. A friend of mine in the medical industry just shared that with me. Yeah. What are they called now? STIs or yeah. Yes. infections, not diseases. Yes you know, and hopefully it will go viral. It'll do, you know, and, but I think the message is what's important. And we want to, we want to send money to these organizations who are on the ground working to help young girls in Texas with their sexual health, whether it's education, contraception, or providing abortion, my body, my choice, you know? Hell yes. Well, first of all, I want to just tell people that in terms of sexual health and women's sex positivity, I mean, you were well before the trend. Let me just tell you. I mean, I've been friends with you, what, for, you know, 15, 12 or 15 years now. Like how long has it been? 12 years we've been friends, at least something around there. 2010. What okay. was the first season? Yeah. Yeah. The, whatever the first season is. So I was off for like eight, nine, 10. Yeah. It's probably around somewhere up or 10 plus years we've been yeah. friends. This was an early conversation that we had. I mean, you were working with a company that I love too, and they had, they, they, um, they were great. And you were, you were very early on talking about vibrators and women having sexual, you know, their own control over their sexuality. And yeah, like sometimes you don't necessarily need a partner, but you're horny or you want to self, you know, soothe yourself or whatever it is, or you're single at the time. You know what I mean? Partner, and it's just fun sex. Part of the sex, exactly. So it was like really opening that up. And I didn't come from a conservative home, so to speak, but I came from a traditional home where, like, we didn't talk about it. So it was so for me naturally, even though I'm very liberal and I'm like with you and I'm comfortable, it's it's in it's inbred in you. It's like ingrained in you that I'm like, oh, whoa, she's going to we're going to talk about vibrators right now. I mean, I I mean, like I didn't grow up being comfortable talking about any of that Catholic, you know, it was like never spoken about. But but because because of that, I think I became more open as I got older and older and was able to express myself and think. And you were widowed and, you know, your life changed, like like things. A lot of things happen that were like true. And, you know, yeah. they, the reality is how does this affect me? How does this affect my life? Who do I turn to when I'm feeling a certain sort of way or what, what symptoms should I be recognizing? Something as simple. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day, she's 52. She never knew she was supposed to have a shingle shot at 50 for, you know, the doctors aren't yeah. talking like there's no place to go. So I think it's a great resource. And speaking of, uh, infections, Remember all diseases, those secret Santa's Yes. But every time we had a secret Santa on the show, I would, I would be the one that would bring the vibrators. I have a lot. You, I have my vibrator collection is gifts from you. And I have a very robust one. I want to thank my girlfriend, Carol for so much so that I gave one away the other day (laughs) because someone wasn't doing what they needed to, but we're going to talk about this for one second. Talking about infection and disease. (laughs) I have my fly wear right here. So this, this is cool. This is another little entrepreneurial 
viral jump that you're on right now, which I think, again, another like, so the sex positivity thing and women's health and women's awareness has been on your tongue for many years. So I'm really happy to see you turn it into this, but this has not been on your tongue for many years, but this is such a cool concept to me as a fashion designer. When you showed this to me a few months ago now, I loved it. So can we talk about your other new venture flyware a little bit that I'm holding up? It's super cool. This was, uh, this is actually uh, a hazmat suit redefined and re-engineered to, to look like something you could wear even as streetwear, but it was, the intent was to be able to travel in it and feel protected and germ-free. I developed this with a girlfriend of mine who was in Miami and it was early, early on in the pandemic. I think people would remember Naomi, there's a, there was a picture of Naomi Campbell in full hazmat glasses and it, like in, from the nineties, you know, before, yes. you know, even before SARS was a, a mini epidemic and it kind of went viral. And uh, we sort of thought, wow, that, that would be a great thing to travel in, but it just, unless you're a six foot two gorgeous model, it's not going right. to look so great. On you. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, so we decided to re-engineer it, put in a cinch waist so you could have some shape, put the, the webbing stripes on it. So it's some sort of fashion, but technically it is a Tyvex material, which is material they make hazmat suits from. And it's, it's just kind of like a chic version of it. It's a flight and, suit. It's a basically it literally a flight is. It's like, it, think about to Top Gun. Think about Top Gun and how hot those guys were and now turn it into white and they have these cool racing stripes on them. Like I'd wear them with my Ivy Park sneakers and I'd be so chic outside. But then what's so great about it, you guys, is like, even for me, like I watch young women on planes with short skirts on and shorts sitting on those seats and it drives me crazy. I'm like, you're going to get skin infections. and Why do you have those little shorts up your butt on the plane? So this is a a suit for people or people business travel as you get into travel again, where you could throw this on over your clothes in the plane. Exactly. Or like if I'm going, you know, down to Turks and Caicos, God willing, you know, for a little trip, like I could wear my little shorts and a tank top and throw this over and get off the plane and it comes in its own bag. And I just think it's a great Turks and Caicos. Do you have, are you triggered now? (laughs) I'm triggered. I know. Well, you know, they, the housewives almost ruined Turks and Caicos for me. It was my vacation spot. Damn it. (laughs) They they ruined it completely for me, but yeah, it comes in its own little bag and you can sort of roll it up, put it back in the bag and it's machine washable. You just throw it in, you don't put it in the dryer. You just throw it in the washing machine, yep. delicate, and then let it air dry, it dries. And, you, and know. you don't even really need to wash it that much because like you can spot, you can treat it. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's like a FedEx envelope. It's like that Tyvek. It's yeah, super it's cool. Tyvek. Yeah. yeah you so as a designer, what that's the material. Yeah. And it's and Tyvek is used by fashion designers too, by the way. I've done some cool uh, windbreakers out of it and stuff like that in my day. So way it's to go on flywear. Cool. Tell me when people can buy it. Uh, you can go to our website, flywear7.com, and that's where we're selling it. I'm doing a collaboration uh, with Violet Gray, which is... Uh, You're so a consultant great. for Violet Gray, oh, so people my, don't know that she's my, a beauty consultant. My oldest friend, closest friend, my, my, uh, I call my little sister, started that company, Violet Gray. I mean, I have a lot of amazing girlfriends who've done all these great things. And I'm I should have Cassandra on the podcast. She would be, I would like to invite her she's, on the podcast. She's, she's incredible. She's great. And she's a, like a, 
she's a, a real uh, entrepreneur. She started that from, I, I remember from the very first day when it took a long time to actually yeah. launch it. Anyway, we're doing, and she's, it's very successful now. And we're doing a collaboration with Violet Gray. We're doing a special flywear suit for Violet. That's going to drop. And we're, I'm excited about that. And then, you know, you can get it there. Or you can get it on the flywear7.com website. Well, I love mine and I can't, I'm going to take some Instagram posts and do hey, some hey, cool, well, some pictures you. cool for it to show people it's coming. I love that. So yeah, so you mentioned you're still doing your beauty consulting with Violet Gray. Is there anything that we should know about right now for our skin on the market aside from, and I, I love that she says this and it's the same with your estrogen. It's the same with your hormones. You got to work at it. You got to work at skin. It just doesn't come. But so is there anything on the market now that's new that you're looking at a development that we should know about? Everything that I use is medical grade. <laughs> you know, yeah. at this point. So, but the thing is, it depends. You know, it's consistency, consistency, consistency. It's like anything. You know, you got to yes. work at it. You got. It doesn't always come easy. Although my routine now is very easy because just like my hormones, it's just like second nature. People always ask me about skincare products. You know, skin. You know, being the. the you know, is different than muscle tone and laxity and all that stuff. And, you know, yeah. and I always say like, you know, at 30, you get the face you're born with at 40, the face you, you deserve. And at 50, the face you can afford um, <laughs> because there's so much. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, it's true, honey. Um, there's so much you can do that, that outside of surgical procedures, yeah. Um, that that really can stop or maintain the aging process on your skin, and you know whether it's radio frequency lasering, uh, lots of uh, lots of really high end smart medical grade skin products that you can put on top, internal like collagen peptides, all this stuff. Yeah, um, and, and so much to the point where. It's funny because women, you know, there's this sort of narrative, again, a misogynistic, patriarchal, don't start me on that, but narrative about women of a certain age and women don't age well and all this stuff, yeah. um, which is completely turned around. And I don't think people are noticing it yet, but women are aging like rock stars as yes. far as I'm concerned, like, cause yeah. we have gotten, because we've been so shamed are for a century about aging, 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 aging. So I think women have really like are leading the pack in terms of all this anti-aging, whether yeah. it's external collagen or external, all these, all these technological advances that have been made, women are partaking in them and men aren't because men are just like sort of sitting back and like thinking salt and pepper hair, whatever, it all looks good. You know, even their little, yeah. their man society body. has said so. And yeah, it's also, like, I bet a lot of men out there would be embarrassed asking, like I have a couple really macho friends of mine that are dudes that have been like, you know, a couple of them live out West too, where it's really dry. And as they're getting aged, like, I, I mean, you know, I've like here, take this cream, yeah. like put serum right, on put some cream on your face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say here now, men do not age well. Okay. Men do not age well. If you go and I'm, and I'm, uh, you know, always on like, not always, but like you go on these dating apps and I'm yeah. on several of them, but don't really, use them. I don't really use them other than to like, see what's out there. So I'm yeah. always checking all the, the women. I'm like, Oh, well, what's the competition, right? Like, who, yeah. who, and you look at all these women at any age from like 40 to, to 60, they all look like getting hot. <laughs> they all look great. I'm like, wow, she looks great. Like I'm, all, I'm like, she looks great. She looks. Great. Then you go and you look at the men of the same age, 40s and 50s, and you're like, what? They nice. like these guys do not look good. 
And it's like, wait, we were, we were told that we weren't the ones that were eight, that age well, that men age well. It's like, no, that was another lie that we were given when we were, you know, in our teen years, like yeah. Ella's age, you know, when yes. it's imprinted. So we should turn that, that narrative around head and turn that narrative around. Women, I think, are aging well because they're more aware of, of what's going in their body. They're more aware of what they can put on their skin. But it, again, it takes, you know, you got to be consistent, consistent, consistent. Violet Gray just launched a great product called Eighth Day. And I don't want to turn this into a, an ad for anything, but but it, it actually is. It's, pep, it's like 24 peptides. It's developed by a doctor, much mm-hmm. in, along the lines of another cream I use at night. I use the Eighth Day in the morning. At night, I use the Augustinus Botter Cream. And it's kind of gotten a cult uh, following now. Because again, it was it was created by a doctor, and they're like what they call smart creams, and they really there's an active ingredient that really works on your skin and gets underneath into the dermal layers and and creates collagen, the thing that everyone talks about. It also it also eighth day. I don't know what it does, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to pretend. But there's 24 different peptides. It was in development, so I used it when it was before they launched. Starting so six months now, mm-hmm. and it's really changed the texture of my skin. So I love those two things. And in the morning, you, you have to use vitamin C. I use the Melanie Simon vitamin C concentrate. You just got to use it. I mean, anyone yeah. who's not using some sort of retinol product at night and a vitamin C in the morning, I, I don't know. We just can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Your skin will suffer. Your skin will <laughs> we suffer. We can't be friends. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a mug from Dorinda's book. She's doing so good. She. I'm so proud of her too. She's you see her up in the berserkers? I do. I, you know, I talk, it's so funny because... We talk now more than like ever. We really, I think through the pandemic and all that stuff, like there's certain relationships that you just like, you, you realize like, wow, that's important to me. Like I need to, you know, we, we need to check in more with each other and stuff like that. And I feel like we both felt that way. And I think obviously the, the, the show too was, I, I feel mean, like yeah, you, you, you guys were, felt, yeah, we're not, you know what I mean? And I felt very supportive and, and I just love her. She's such a good person. She always has been. She's so much fun. She has so much energy. I mean, she, it's exhausting just watching your Instagram page, isn't it? She's so funny. She is a good person that got used by that show in a way that that was is unfortunate. I feel like there's so much more to Dorinda that the audience will never see that, you know, but you know, like, I hope they do someday. Cause I feel like there's so much in her future. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, it, it, I just think it, she has so much going for her. I hope she just keeps looking forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's for sure. Um, so yes. And we need to, we'll, we'll need to make a plan to get the three of us together. You did, you need to have uh take a little road trip up here. Get well, that yeah. little, well, you know, now I, now I pump around in my little 1998 red Jeep, which I love that Jeep Cherokee. And I built the barn and it's going to be ready on December 1st. So you'll oh, have yeah. your own pedicure studio. Have a girl's weekend, not yeah. on camera. Exactly. Never. Exactly. It's so nice that way. So aside from educating all these people and creating all these new brands and, you know, helping people out, what are you doing to find your freedoms now? What, you know, with the world opening up a little bit more, like talk to me about what's cooking with you and how you feeling free. You know, it was really hard with the pandemic. I I just feel like to, you know, it's taken me a little bit to get my footing post pandemic. I didn't mind, you know, it's weird because during the pandemic, when we were in lockdown, I got to be honest, I, 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 other than the fact that the air could 
kill us. I yeah. kind of enjoyed it. I, I, I'm like a, a, an introverted extrovert. So mm-hmm. that time I, I was just like calm and, you know, uh, you develop, and it's weird how I developed, I nurtured some friendships that had been yeah. like on the periphery because, mm-hmm. you know, everything else that was going on in your life. And it really, I bought the car on eBay. So I was able to get out of the city a lot, visit my parents in upstate New York, I really enjoyed it. Now, like this part of it, this kind of phase of it is like, it's is a little bumpy getting back to like, you know, I, I was someone who I would go out four nights a week, right? There's always yeah. something going on in New York. I mean, I love this city and the city is so back. Like, it's yeah. really like, there's one thing about New York and the people who live here, it's so resilient mm-hmm. and it's so, it's a smart city, you know, it's just like, it has the, it has the mechanisms to like rebound and figure out and, and pivot and all this stuff. So I love to see that about the city. I, I bought a house upstate in the Catskills with a couple of friends. You know, it's where I grew up. It's not that far. That, it's, it's not far from suffering. Well, yeah. I mean, the Catskills is just, you know, 45 minutes from me. This is in the town of Catskill. It's near Socrates, where I kind of spent my childhood, right outside of Woodstock. We decided to like buy this house and we're fixing it up. We're, we gutted it. Now we're in the demo phase and we're, we're going to renovate it and either brand it to rent it as like a high-end rental up there. Because mm-hmm. I think I feel like a lot of people now post-pandemic really have this desire to kind of get out of cities if they can. And with this kind of work week where you can take off Fridays, work halftime Mondays, there, it allows you the freedom to go out, uh, you know, spend weekends someplace else. So we're either going to do that or we're going to flip it and sell it and maybe buy another one. But I, I mean, I must say, I get so much joy out of looking at tile samples and flooring and like how we're going to figure out the kitchen and the door jams and like all the, and the electrical plan and the the framing, like, okay, I think this wall needs to be six inches to the left. I I would love it so much. And it's, some of it is just so mundane, but I mean, I feel like my whole life has prepared me for this moment of buying homes, gutting them, renovating them and selling them. So hopefully that might be a little side hustle as well. That's amazing. You're on your first flip. I yeah, love it. Well, we must meet there because I want to see it. And then you oh, can come yeah. over and see because I'm in the middle of construction in the barn yeah. and I'm picking tiles and I'm doing all that fun oh, stuff. Oh. So come and help me. I remember on Sundays when I would leave the Berkshires, I would be so sad. I had to go back to New York on a Monday. You know, and yeah. I love Manhattan. I love yeah. the city. So now having a little control of so when I go, when I leave and not have that clock ticking, I right. hope some people from the pandemic, because I agree, I'm having a little bit of a hard time jumping back into things yeah. too, but I hope we can find some new normals that really work for us, that feed us. Yeah. So look well, for those out there. Cause I think they're, we're ba- I think we're, gonna- we're banking on people like you. good and one thing I want to share by the way I wanted to tell this about people because I didn't finish my thought I come from the you know the nutrition background and I have a beauty product and you drink it right because be wary girls and Carol will back me on this when you see a collagen cream the collagen molecule itself is too big to permeate through the dermal layer of the skin so the product that she was talking about it actually entices collagen production under the skin so there's there's things that will help support the collagen that you already have. And then things that help promote new collagen. But when you're putting a cream that says collagen, like on your face, it's not really doing anything. So be wary, buyer beware. Needle or two. I I micro needle also. Also women uh, put too much product on. on, It's amazing how little 
the little amount of product you actually need. Right. And, and I find that women, even my girlfriends, they put on so much. It's like, you don't need that much because most of it's just lying on top of your skin. Right. And not sinking in. Okay. So that was the last tip I wanted to share, but I love you. And we should, we, uh, you got to come back again as I always need you so that we can catch up and I get to share you with everybody because they don't get to see as much as they want, used to and they would like to. So I get to share you. So thank you so much for anybody who doesn't know Carol Rods. Well, can you let them know where they can find you? You mean on my Instagram? Yeah. And anywhere else that they may find you, like run down your new list of entrepreneurs, flywear, you know, get sex and good is our company's uh, Instagram and also uh, website sex and good. You can see me on TikTok because I think I'm going to start doing some TikToks in relation to the hashtag condom challenge. TikTok is the audience that we're trying to target. So we're going to do some content surrounding the narrative about buying condoms, using condoms, making normalizing the, the language around condoms for girls. Well, I'll open a TikTok account just to do a public service announcement. For you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. I love it because it's good messaging. And then your your hashtag for Instagram or your uh, handle on Instagram. It's just my name, you know. Yeah, it's just at Carol Radswell and you'll I find her. I <laughs> my calling card. <laughs> so call her if you're a single male. <laughs> Seek her out on those match sites, guys. She's there. She's there. She's looking. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. This is In My Heart. Thank you, Carol, my dear friend and guest. And I'm certainly so thankful of the time that we had together during the pandemic. It was one of my favorite parts is getting to see you because there wasn't many people we got to see. So I'm so glad to have you in my life. I love you very much. This is in my heart. 